0: This morning, uh, throughout this season, and today we heard the prophet uh, recalling uh, recalling God's instruction to the heavenly hosts to come and comfort the people, and also uh, a claim on the people to remind them that they are responsible for preparing the way, preparing the way of the Lord. We recognize these words when Martin just talked. We're just saying them this morning, Will comfort ye, Will comfort ye, my people. And we also recognize them in the Advent reading that, that I think Ben shared with us this morning. Mark also reminisces these words in his opening verses. He actually opens the entire gospel with these wonderful words from Isaiah. So I'm going to read from Mark this morning, chapter 1, verses 1 through 8. Listen now for what the evangelist has to say to us. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. The voice of the one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John, the baptizer, appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandal. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You know, uh, John the Baptist shows up right now in the season of Advent every year, year after year. And he calls out and he, he says, let's take note. Let's, he reminds us to sit up and take note. Inventory of what's going on around us. He reminds us that it is our job to make things ready, to clean up our mess, as we talked about last week. This odd man who dressed in in camel, in in, uh, wild animal clothing, captures our fascination as he storms into the scene, jumping or walking up and down the river and calling out and demanding all of us to take the plunge to literally go out into the river and to take the plunge. He's a man of words. He's not a man of ears. He doesn't sit. He doesn't want to know why we can't get off our our pedestal. He doesn't want to know why we have all these obstacles in front of us. Instead, he is calling us, calling us into action. It's an urgent message for us. He says it's time for you to join the road crew. It's time for you to make everything straight, to tear down the mountains and to lift up the valleys. It's time for you to level the playing field, to straighten out the curves in the the road. And when we think about that, we think that that might be a personal call on our own life. A, A personal call to clean up our own hearts and our own lives, to make amends. To straighten out our own behavior and to adopt an attitude of gentleness and kindness instead of resentment and spitefulness. But it also might be a call, a communal call. A communal call to straighten out the pathways for the wholeness of all people. To, To make it so that it's not so bent in such a way that keeps people out but instead includes and invites people in. Either way, John is the one that reminds us that there is work to do, even in the season of Advent. John invites us to partner in preparing the way for that company that we anticipate in the birth of the Jesus Christ. And he he asks us to be contributors in these conversations of hope around us. So I began to think this week, where do we start? How do we do that, especially in this season where it seems like there's more limitations than there are opportunities. And so I believe that we have to start with prayer. Not because that's there's nothing else we can do, but because everything about worship is always starts with prayer. In prayer, we listen for what God is telling us. We listen in the silence to what Jesus is telling us, where the hills are, where are the mountains, where are the obstacles, what is it that we are asking God to help us make low? Perhaps in our prayer time, we we lean in and ask God to move the pandemic out of the way so that we can continue to make a difference in the world. Maybe in our prayer time we ask God to move the divisions out of the way so that we can become a people of one heart, if not a people of one mind, because God did not design us that way. Maybe in our prayer we ask God to move the barriers to mental health so that those who so desperately need um, care during this time of isolation are able to get it. So our time has come, friends, that we, that we gather around prayer, not because we're helpless, but because we know and we believe in the power of prayer. This congregation, as much as any congregation I have ever met, knows and believes in the power of prayer. Jim Henderson shared that with me just recently. It was the power of prayer that got him through some tough times with his back surgery. And so prayer, though, doesn't prevent us from acting or from giving or from serving or from working. In fact, prayer is a call to action. It's in prayer It's in prayer that we learn that we are to join up with the crew that prepares for the company that is coming at Christmas. And in, when we are called to action, there are some things that we can do. I began to think, what is it that we can do around here, even in a community that seems to be more and more locked down by state mandates and, and uh, uh, constraints, rising numbers of pandemic? What is it that we can do to prepare for the inbreaking of Jesus in the midst of this global pandemic, the one who comes to comfort the people, the one who comes not to baptize with water, but with the Holy Spirit? Every time we put our faith into action, every time that we take our faith into our everyday life with our friends and with our family, every time we make low the mountains and we lift up the valleys. So I was thinking, what can we do? We can sign up to help with the Downtown Community Candlelight Worship Service. Sign up to be in the setup crew. Sign up to be present to hand out the, the uh, glow sticks for the candlelight portion. Sign up to be present to, to let people know that we're the people of First United Methodist Church, not because we expect them to come to be with us, but because we want to share that love of Jesus that we have unconditionally and that they are included in that love. And then I thought, maybe we could, if you have videography skills, we've been filming, you saw me film Martin this morning, we've been filming parts of our worship service in in various ways so that we can create beautiful worship uh, videos throughout the season as we go into Christmas and beyond. And so if you have videography skills, you can put them together, let Ricky or I know, and we will put you to work. You can film or you can... Um, edit the videos. And then I was thinking if you're online, if you, if you stay at home most of the time and you're online, I can remember that the couple of weeks that I w- was here only present online uh, while I was on vacation and then while I was quarantining and I was watching our services through Facebook Live, one of my favorite things was to see people sign on, to see Fred and Kuka here, to see somebody log on and say Annette and Don are here, Trumanel's here. Judy from Idaho is watching. Those made me feel connected. And so if you are worshiping with us online and you want to be one of those connectors that offers up words of encouragement even as the worship service goes on, we have a place for you. Then we can talk about the ways we take our faith into our community. We lit the candle of faith this morning, and, and so I thought about how is it that we serve out our faith in living witness, and there were some things that came to mind. Recently I learned that the vending machines at the hospital are not getting filled. And so that means that every healthcare worker needs to provide for them their, themselves. They don't have a place to go get a bottle of water or a snack on their long, um, on their, on their long shifts. So I wonder if maybe... You could get a group of friends to put a snack basket together or or take a, a, a case of bottled water for our health care workers. Or maybe, maybe you want to put your faith at work to ring the bell for the Salvation Army so that people won't go hungry throughout the year and they'll, they'll have services that help them recover from all kinds of things throughout the year. Or maybe you want to Put, your, put your, uh, your faith to work by making a donation to the United Way, to commit to vital services for people in our community who struggle and are filled with anguish. Services that, that take care of our children, services that take care of our elderly. Perhaps you want to volunteer at Warm, or at the mobile food pantry, or to deliver meals on wheels. In light of our Advent candle that was lit this morning, we are reminded that our prayers, our prayers are not only for us in this sanctuary or those of us who worship with us online, but they are literally the prayers that that take our faith out into the streets beyond the walls of this church. They take us into the world and provide hope. Hope where there may not be hope. And so when we hear that wild man who dresses in strange animal print and eats bugs and wild honey calling us to make, prepare the way of the Lord, to lower the mountains and to lift up the valleys, we're reminded that it is our job to prepare for the company that is coming at Christmas, the Christ child. So let's get to work. Jesus is coming. Amen.